Welcome to Gay Porn Talk with Evan and Polly, sponsored by GayCheapPorn.com. Woo! Welcome to Gay Porn Talk, the 4th of July weekend edition. Uh, we're going to Wang Chung tonight, I think, aren't we? <laughs> Is that what your big, your big lint? No, no. I'm Polly. <laughs> I'm Evan. No, I just was saying we're no, going to Wang Chung. You're like, oh, I got one. I'm going to do it for the podcast. Was it no. Wang Chung tonight? Was no. that it? Okay. No. Uh, now you're going to deny it because it didn't. Well, no, it really wasn't, but okay. Um... <laughs> So it's the 4th of July weekend uh, in D.C. area, which is spectacular. But it's right in the middle of the week, so which weekend was it? Uh, it's the weekend after 4th of July weekend, but <laughs> we are recording on 4th of July. Yes! Uh, where we have a wonderful cookout with all our friends that you hear about, the Crack Whore Tommy and and Davi and everybody, and so it's very nice, and that you made us wonderful margaritas. And, and Aztec. And Aztec, that's true, a new one to our uh, crew. Um, so really nice and don't you love I have to say that uh, I, I always uh, love living in the city DC but don't you really love it when it's the 4th of July uh, it really is something spectacular we go uh, and sit down by the uh, memorial Marine Corps Memorial uh, yes. and so and the fireworks go over top of it and it's just always so patriotic I always love it so much until I get frisked uh, going in and the into the thing so yes and you shouldn't bring alcoholic beverages because that's bad apparently that's what they say yes uh so uh I, okay let's go we ready all right it's the news okay uh no my joke was gonna be libby 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 on the table 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 because of course libby is uh getting out free from bush but i know how much you love to talk about politics on the show so i don't do that um scooter libby yeah I thought you were about G. Gordon Liddy, and I was oh, like, no, Libby. how is that topical? Um, Libby, Libby, Libby. Uh, let's see what we got here. Did you see that, um, let's see, Planet Out gets a reprieve? Yes. Uh, that, that's good. A Planet Out, Inc. has received a reprieve from its looming financial debts due to the fact that it has gotten $26.2 million in gross proceeds uh, from the sales of, of um, common stock. So oh. they got a little bit more to go on that, so that's good. So we're worried a little bit about that. Of course, if you don't know, Planet Out is... Uh, uh, part of the whole uh, was LPI, yeah. Uh, LPI, who owns all the Advocate and Out Magazine yeah. and I think Genre and and all sorts of things. Yes. So that's good. Uh, and then I just found out something that was really interesting this week too. That you actually have a name for uh, when I get uh, flubbish. That you you call it the flubs. Uh, and so I thought that was interesting <laughs> that you're like, oh, you got the flubs and that. Uh, and I love that you have a way to control me in the flow. Well, you know me, I'm just anal, so I'll make up a word, even if I'm only going to use it once. <laughs> you aren't the only anal there. Uh, did you see the former ex-gay ministry leader apologizes? Yes. Uh, and that was very good news. Said their message had caused isolation and fear. Uh, and so that was, I was happy to hear about. Well, he was an ex-ex-gay, right? Um, uh, yes, it was an ex-ex-gay, so, uh, uh, which is very nice. So if, if Which is another word for gay. <laughs> yeah, exodus is another word for gay. For those who don't know, uh, it's um, a group who believes that you can pray the gay right out of you. And we talked about that before. We had a question uh, once before about a friend that was uh, joining it, and, and he didn't know what he should do. And I think we advised him to go kick him in the groin. Watch uh, that man right out of your head. <laughs> this was really great. We talked about Jeff Stryker the other day with uh, Lawrence. And did you see Jeff Stryker is hosting a sophisticated evening? Uh, and Provincetown, Massachusetts. Porn legend Jeff Stryker is performing his one-man show, A Sophisticated Evening with Jeff Stryker, at the Post Office Cabaret starting July the 2nd. So uh, just a couple days What's ago. Is he just going to sing? It's like a cabaret? Uh, it's a one-man show. It's So uh, I don't know what he says. Uh, it's, oh, he tell the jokes? show was written by, well, the show was written by Bruce Valanche. Okay. Uh, which uh, is uh, the, one of the top writers from Hollywood Squares people would know him from. 
and a huge gay porn uh, star fan because he yeah. was at uh, the Grabbies as well, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. uh, times, yes. So um, he was, uh, and, well, he was inducted to the Wall of Fame in the, this year's Grabbies, it says later in the article. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that should be interesting. If anybody goes to it, please let us know if it was good or not because actually I would like to know. But if it's written by Bruce Blanche, it has to be pretty funny. I can't imagine Jeff Stryker telling jokes, can you? Uh, he doesn't seem like the jokes type. I can see him saying. I, I actually, he did have a song in the, uh, the I, 80s that uh, I did like. I can um, see him performing in other ways, but this, but the telling the jokes, I don't know. I, I when he was when when Lawrence interviewed him, he was he was funny, but it wasn't it wasn't like Bob Hope well, kind of funny. Lawrence makes everybody funny, right. so I can only imagine how he lands us. Um, uh, and oh, we're gonna have oh, speaking of Lawrence, we're gonna have part three of his uh, interview. Today? Uh, yes, for the gay sex crazy. Oh, fantastic! So make sure to stay tuned for that. Um, did you see too that uh, don't hit stop? <laughs> uh, uh, thousands turn out for London's Gay Pride Parade, even though the the terrorist attempts that they had, and of course the mm -hmm. and the thing. So that was nice. So um, I love. Have you ever seen photos of the London Gay Pride Parade? It's so different than ours. It's mm -hmm. so much more festive. And Paris just had their Pride Parade. Really, and that yeah. would have been nice. That's hot. I hate you. I am a French. <laughs> no French gays. No are French gays are fantastic. They almost don't seem French. Um, then this was an interesting little bit of news. Did you read this? That lesbian says village restaurant uh, uh, ejected her for looking too masculine, even though she offered them uh, identification. This could happen to me. Was this in Montreal? This is a different one than Montreal. No, in the village. So it would oh, be in the York. village. Okay. Uh, a bouncer at a popular West Village restaurant ejected a lesbian customer from the bathroom uh, after last month's gay pride march because she looked too masculine to use the female bathroom. That happens to me all the time. Uh, you look too masculine? I look too masculine to use a female bathroom, so they always get upset with me. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, so if, for you dykes, don't look too masculine for everybody, please. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, don't scare the horses. Uh, the gay activist radio host found murdered? Did yes, I did. That was in Seattle, right? Um, former, talk, uh, former radio talk show uh, and longtime gay activist Mike Webb was found murdered in a Seattle home Thursday. He was a controversial host. I, I don't know what made him. Do you like it better when I don't know any of the news or when I do know no, the news? No, I like it. I figure you read really well. You read a ton, so I, I figure read, you know you everything. I read really well. Okay, you read. My lips don't move. You read good. <laughs> you read goodly. Um, and your pussy uh, is like a mango. Uh, did you see that uh, a mummy of Egypt's first female pharaoh was found? This was in The Advocate, so I yes. thought this was interesting. So the first female uh, pharaoh. That's very good. So I guess King Cut was a man after all. So that's uh, the news. Let's just call it the news. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Woo! I have awaited a question. Okay. <laughs> just one second. Well, for our question this week, I'll, we'll probably be able to find the question. Oh, here it is. It's, I got my paper all over this horrible sunroom that's hot. Um, it's a sunroom. Who figured it was going to be hot? <laughs> uh, Z's, he just calls himself from Texas. Okay. Got Z's. Um, help. I don't know why. But every time my boy comes, he rolls over and falls asleep. Won't cuddle with me. Uh, do all boys get sleepy after they come? So Z's writes in and, and asks this question. So um, yeah, it's actually, it, it triggers actually, after you come it triggers uh, the same thing after you eat, um, uh, you know, or, or you drink uh, red wine or you eat turkey, the, it, triggers the same, it, it triggers the same thing in your body, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's an actual thing for men to want to go to sleep. But, but doesn't he, and Z's no, you know Z sounds like he has a little bit of like estrogen, estrogen gen in his. Uh, well, who wants to cuddle after sex? Some people do. Oh, that's sick. That's perverted. No wonder they don't want to let us get married. That's perverted. Well, has he talked? I mean, the, I think okay, the first so question would be: Has he, as he talked to him about it, 
and and you know. Well, is it, first of all, is it really a huge problem for you? This is the first question I have. So uh, it's it is natural for a lot of men to go to sleep after they come. Right. I think it's very individualistic. It I is. There are some people who, who want to have you know who want to come and then go out back out to the bar and mm -hmm. uh, find somebody else. That's so, me. Uh, and then there's some people like you who uh, feel like you know mango and just. Uh, I'm having a mango deal. margarita. Uh, but so that's the first thing. Does it really bother you tremendously? Is it is it is a, you know something that's going to you know even have a talk with? It's something you want to put that much energy in. But if if not, then it's always our our classic comment, which is you know you need to talk to the person and say you know could you possibly cuddle with me uh, after you wipe yourself clean of the cum or do you just right. sit there sticky? What do you do after? Do you after you come? Do you sit there in the stick or no. do you like or do you, if you come in? Up. Do you make sure to come in the other person's side of the bed? I do. Do you make sure, like, if you do, like, splat that it's in the other side of the bed so you don't have to lay in it all night? I'm always considerate. Oh, I'm not. Uh, so you don't, you don't, like... Who would have, who would have been surprised at this point? <laughs> um, so you, you don't sleep in the, the stickiness, you don't think? Because a lot of people get turned on by that, too, like, like the stickiness of it. No, I would say, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. I think you certainly could, you could switch the time that you have sex. So that, you know, if you have sex in the morning, you know, maybe that's not conducive to cuddling, but, you know, you may, 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 you know... May have to get up and go to work, mm -hmm. or you know, then, then he's not going to roll over and go back to sleep unless, of course, he has no job and you're supporting him. Of which case, then you can actually say, "If I'm paying for your ass, you need to cuddle." Yes. Um, <laughs> if it's a rent boy, a rent boy will certainly cuddle if you pay the money because you got to pay hour. for the extra hour. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but in general, no, not all boys do, and you know, if yours does, the majority then, of boys do though. I, I think the majority do. I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting question. I think I think it's natural, but there are. Yeah, I think there are a lot of, I've certainly been with a lot of men who wanted to, you know, bond afterwards. Maybe not even cuddle, but just right, sort of have their name. Well, okay, so Z's, thanks for writing in. If you have any questions that you would like uh, us to talk about, it's info at Maybe he's just trying to get some Z's. <laughs> um, and uh, you can always call us at our Skype number, 202-470-2493. And make sure to leave harassing phone calls like we get. Uh, okay, so ready for our next segment? Absolutely. Okay, so what do you got for us this week? I have two. Two? That's odd. And they're oh. both European flavored. Oh. Um, and uh, we have uh, pictures. They're both actually rated the same, which is sort of interesting, because one is 160 minutes, the first okay. one, and the other one is is almost 90 minutes. Okay. But I'm rating them the same, and they're both interesting in their, in their own different ways. One has, like, seven scenes. The other one has four scenes. Huh. So you'd say, oh, the seven scene one has to be better, but they're both really, really good. Okay. Anyways, What's so we'll start off with Rich Kid. Okay, Rich Kid. From Private Man. Oh. Uh, Salo Borbelli. Um, 160 minutes. Okay. whole bunch of extras, which wow. are actually the, the extras are, are captivating. Sometimes I kind of go, eh, fast forward. Um, but these were interesting enough that um, we have come shot chapters, interviews. The interviews are very interesting with with all the guys here and with uh, Salvo Borbelli, uh, who I haven't seen before actually interviewed on camera and that I can remember, but maybe I haven't just forgotten it. There's also an additional scene. We'll talk about an extra scene, uh, cast bios, and trailers. So, are you, and I gave it three and a half splats. That's fantastic. Between a boner and rock hard, and I'm sure you have a quote for us. Yes. Well, do you want, you want my tagline? The tagline. Or I can give you a quote. Oh, well, quote it is, is a quote. Well, give me the fucking tagline before I kick you in your shin. Go. He's a rich kid and he's gone too far. <laughs> but you know it don't matter anyway. Because he can rely on the old man's money. And does he? Yes, okay. he does. In fact, he's spoiled rotten, and that's oh. part of the problem here. Um, that uh, the, uh, on the cover, you can see. 
That is the wonderful Dean Monroe, okay. uh, British heartthrob, mostly from uh, uh, from all the Falcon work. He's, he's gorgeous. Um, he's rich, and he's of course ordering his servants around, wanting to get his breakfast immediately. He doesn't uh, have a boy. Oh, he does have boys. That's why he, he has them. servants. Um, Thomas Vodnik and Sylvester Val Valente uh, are basically kind of annoyed about being rushed about. They go up to the kitchen, kind of dick around, and in fact have sex with each other. Uh, the big big part oh. here is they serve him eggs, which uh, they've come in. Oh, um, really? Yes. Oh, I love he, that he, taste. He loves, yes. Who wouldn't? Um, scene two, he's Brilliant. Uh, talking to Thomas Esterhazy because it's going to be his birthday. Is a big birthday party coming up, and is he going to be he's there? 18? Oh, no, the daddy Like 25. Oh, okay. uh, that's Dean Monroe. So Thomas Esterhazy, he looks, if you look at scene two, it almost, you can hard to tell, it almost looks like it's a fire tower, you know? But it's like a European fire tower. This is all shot in Croatia. Ah, But But Mads, Mad, Mad Stefano, not Madge, Mad <laughs> Stefano joins him, fucks him up there. We see this in the second scene. Scene three Beautiful. Uh, has uh, Marco Sanchez calling him up. He has a gambling debt. He's concerned. He, he wants to get a loan from his rich friend, who basically says, no way, and by the way, you're coming to my party. So it's like... That's how I get people to come to my so party. So he, he kind of, he's in the pool, this beautiful, beautiful pool it's here. It's beautiful, overlooking a, um, some ocean of some sort. Yeah, and actually of the, the ocean and also beautiful pool. Uh, he's joined by, joined by Manuel Martinez, who's there, actually the one you see on the top with that amazing body. Uh, and Marco Sanchez looks equally well. A little bit beard and a little bit hairy, okay. um, but but hot hot coupling. This is actually my favorite scene of the whole movie. Really, uh, between the two of them. Scene four, uh, we have Dean Monroe being kidnapped. Oh my god! By Derek Lyon and Devin Williams, uh, two people who you've seen a lot of Casaba uh, mm -hmm. uh films. Uh, they basically kidnap him, take him to the bed, uh, force him to be fucked by both of them, and suck them both off. Um, another hot scene and of course at the end they basically tell him well we're coming to your party so you know this wasn't a real kidnapping even though they, didn't, they, <laughs> they blindfold him put him in the trunk I mean this is very elaborate this is one hot fucking scene I have to tell you everybody's body is just perfect absolutely uh, scene five we have and, and here we have we have two photos the first one is of uh, Julio Carrillo mm -hmm. and Mickey Caballo they're actually sort of washing up uh, showering there and who are they watching? Well, they're watching Lucy and Dixon and Antonia Mora, who are in the hot tub in the ah, other scene. I see. So it winds up that they have, they're, they're sort of watching them getting off, and they've come long before. There's a really long hot scene between Lucy and wow. uh, Dixon and Antonia Mora, a little bit more twinkish than, than most everybody else in the movie. Finally, we, uh, the, it's the party, and we see Rod Stevens, Lucy and Dixon again, uh, Mickey Caballo, uh, Mad Stefano, and Derek Lyon again. Hot all around the pool, all having sex. Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, leaving Dean Monroe out, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe his, he was bad and didn't get a birthday <laughs> present. Um, hot, hot scene, scene six. Uh, there's an extra scene on, on that, oh, which how nice. actually has Derek Lyons, Devin Williams, Dean Monroe, and Thomas Estrahazy that has the tagline of last year's birthday party, which probably was good that they didn't put this in the movie because then we would have known that the kidnapping was oh. a faux kidnapping because he knew them. But. A very, very hot scene with uh, Dean Monroe and Thomas Estrazzi getting fucked. Uh, very nice scene. Probably doesn't go necessarily with everything else but here, but a very hot scene. Absolutely great. I gave it three and a half spots. That's that huge. Very good. So. <laughs> well, I have to say this uh, about this is that I, I've never heard of this movie before until you... This is what's so wonderful about you is that you pick movies that some people might not uh, have heard of or seen, and this is just incredible. If you have the Enhanced Podcast, you have to look at the photos. They're just 
spectacular. Yes. So we're ready for our next one, which you also gave three and a half splats to, which is between European Rock, Rock, Holiday. Power. European oh. Holiday Part One from Falcon International. This is the new quote unquote Falcon International. Even though when you put the DVE and it's you know how they have the new Mm -hmm. Red circular Falcon thing. They have the old Falcon oh. International. So they haven't updated the Falcon International. First one was Knockout, which I didn't review. Mm -hmm. And I think this is even better. Knockout starred Tim Hamilton. Yes. This one was directed by Tim oh, Hamilton. That's very interesting. Very interesting, yes. And why would we know Tim Hamilton? From, uh, from Bellamy. Bellamy. He's and a beautiful most, blonde curly boy. Most of the guys here, you would probably, uh, probably two thirds of them you would know from Bellamy's. Stuff. Oh, how interesting. Um, and is that would be the part same. of Falcon? No, but I think that they're, 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 they have people who are sort of doing this for subsidiary. Because if you remember, like Sana Paradiso, yeah, some of the all, early yeah, Falcon yeah, yeah. stuff, all came from, um, from Bellamy mm -hmm. before Bellamy was Bellamy. Yeah. Um, and so this is, they're sort of doing international stuff. All the international stuff was basically done by a different studio and sort of rebranded, and Falcon okay. does this. But a lot of, I mean, Studio 2000 and, and Raging Stone. And so this is this. Tim Hamilton's, is this his first? I think this is directorial debut. I need to check that out, but I, I well, believe so. For now, um, on so the cover, think, on oh, the cover uh -huh. is David Watts, who should look familiar, because he's actually the same as Derek Lyon, who we talked about in the other scene. Ah. Um, but of course, he's gone by what like ten names. No. So you know, but in this case, David Watts is in three of the scenes. So if you think he's hot in the cover, eh, see him in the scene. He really is hot. He's actually in the first scene. Um, actually, I should say Falcon International. Tim Allen directed eighty-nine minutes. There's not a lot of extras, chapters, and trailers. And what's your line? Uh, it's time for good times. Forget about bad times. Oh, yeah. One day to come together to release the pressure. No. Need a holiday. Um, oh, is that a Madonna song? Madonna. No, I didn't even know that. Anyways. I've never so, heard it spoken. Yes, and I do so well. I'm like Madonna with my <laughs> cone breasts. Um, scene one has Sean White, David Watts, and Alexei Orifar. Um, okay. All waking up in bed together. Uh, later, John by John John Palmer. This is this is a very hot scene. In fact, the reason why this hate rates as highly, probably as Rich Kid, is really there does seem to be a lot of connection. Now, one thing you would say about about Bell and Me, as opposed to a lot of us Eastern European, there does seem to be a lot more connections between the guys. Yeah, I would do. say this is even more really? so than most of the Bell and Me. I, I do really feel like, you know, they really are sort of enjoying the sex as opposed they, to a lot they of do. A lot of Eastern European where it's kind of like, you go there, fuck. Um, this is a hot scene in bed where I, I don't know if the, I can't remember if the picture that I have there, no, is not, is not uh, of, um, where there's actually a chain fuck with uh, David Watts, uh, mm. with Alexei Orfar on top of him and John Palmer on top of him. Uh, very, very hot scene. How nice. Um, scene two has Max McKay and Nicholas Cole. Um, in, uh, oh, actually, you can see the chain fuck there. Yeah, That's the, the scene, second. second scene. Uh, scene two has Max McKay and Nicholas Cole uh, in a bathtub scene in Bubble Bath, oh, uh, nice. where they're sort of talking. And very hot scene. Rubber duckies, too. Yes, they're the one. Um, and scene three has, again, David Watts again, where it looks like they're outside, but they're actually in a big atrium with a whole bunch of weight machines. Oh. Uh, with Thomas Barton, where we saw David Watts on the bottom of a chain. No, he's on the top fucking. He on the hot. machines, absolutely, and he's his body is just perfect. Absolutely into it. Uh, final scene uh, we have uh, also starts off in a bat bath uh, with David Watts again talking to Danny Sheridan, talking about traveling, going to Europe, um, traveling in different parts of Europe. Starts off in the bath, winds up going to the canopy bed where we see uh, David Watts uh, getting pounded by Danny Sheridan. Danny Sheridan, well known to all Bellamy fans. 
I gave it three and a half splats. I thought there was a lot of, even though probably not as much extras as in Rich Kid, but I thought there's probably a lot more connection, sure. even though there's a huge amount of connection in Rich Kid. So both of these are, are far above, let's say, the standard sort of Eastern European porn fare. So. Well, fantastic. I also have to say this, too. If you haven't had a chance, make sure to check out our blog at gayporntalk.com. Mm -hmm. you're, actually, you're, you're, you're hysterical, actually. Your last reviews were just brilliant, and uh, I really uh, admire them. So, uh, you And I like your comments as well. Well, thank you, but you really do set the stage, because when I read your shit, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to work harder now. Uh, so, uh, very good, and if you should check that out if you haven't yet. And I'm sure, are you going to review these? Is that going to be your next entry? Yes. Okay, that's going to be interesting. So it's nice because when you hear this podcast review, you actually do a little bit more in depth and a little bit different. It's different, actually. It's different. Not necessarily more in depth. But well, it's, no, it's, it's not necessarily. It's sort of more. Sometimes it's more sort of just bizarre. Well, my own well, bizarre it is your own little, thinking. Which actually I do love. Okay, so ready for our next sec uh, next segment? Absolutely. Toy. Toy. T O Y. Toy. I've already got the flubbers. I can tell. Um, let's see. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, you're the absent-minded <laughs> professor. I am. Boing. Um, it, it is the acorn. When you want to bust a nut, it's the acorn. Uh, it's a large black acorn-shaped butt plug. It's an anal treat. And it's a treat, too. Uh, Are well, squirrels going to dive up my butt? <laughs> you know, this isn't a <laughs> Richard Gere story. Um, oh, and so funny, here's the line. You don't have to be the squirrel. Oh, yeah, it, it says it in the, the listing. You don't have to be a squirrel to bust your nut with this butt plug. Uh, it is, it's a very, as you can see, it's a larger butt plug. It's, it comes in one size, uh, one shape, one color. Uh, it is three. <laughs> and that's one of its benefits? <laughs> well, you know, because when you go on, oh, yes, it is. Because when you go on, you're like, oh, what size butt plug? Do you ever, when you go to order at our sponsor's page at, at, uh, at .com, you, um, you go, there's all different sizes of butt plugs. So there's small, medium, large, extra large, huge, you know, coffee table size. So this is like the perfect size. This is, so this is like nice. the Soviet benefit. You, you get <laughs> this size. You get this color. This and, color. You, and you and get that, it. this texture. This is it. Next. Uh, it is uh, latex three uh, inches to four inches long uh, and one and 0.5 to two uh, at its widest point. That's why they're different because, of course, it goes uh, it tapers up. So is this like a junior varsity butt plug, varsity butt plug, beginner? Uh, middle. Middle. Junior. Okay. Uh, wouldn't that be? Yeah, junior varsity, I guess it would be. Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> check it out. I liked it. It was really kind of nice. It was. I liked it having. It was a perfect size. It was the perfect fit. And squirrels didn't run up my ass, and it was. Thank good. you, Goldilocks. Uh, it's the perfect fit. I like this one just right. So check that out if you like to. It's at gaycheaporn.com. I will marry the man who fits this butt plug. <laughs> I will marry the man who fits that butt plug. It would be perfect. Uh, and, and we all know, we talked about before, why butt plugs are fun. They're fun by yourself. They're fun with your partners. They're fun to, you know, uh, prelude to sex because when you are, you know, when you want to take it like a porn star, this is one of the ways to do it. So, uh, so share it and give it as a gift. Give it as a 4th of July gift. Is it red? No, but it will be red when your ass <laughs> when I spank it good. Okay, ready for our next segment? Yes. Now it's time for MTFT. That's music too. Fuck too. Okay, so it's always a little odd for me because you give me the photos with um, of, of the MTFT with the other photos of the porn stars. So I'm like, oh, these are the porn stars. These guys are hot again. You're doing this thing where you're picking four hot guys. They're not just hot. They are, in fact, slideshow baby. Oh, they're from Tennessee. Oh, they're dirty, dirty boys. I don't know if they're dirty or not. They're dirty. Uh, this comes from the Podsafe Music Network, uh, okay. music.podshow.com. Uh, they have a MySpace page, which is, go ahead and guess it. Dirty Boys? No, oh. Slideshow Baby, all one word. Um, oh, very nice. 
So, and the link will be on the Enhanced yes. Podcast. And also um, be on our webpage, too, at gayporntalk.com. And uh, the name of the song is Long, Long Road. Okay, and, I'm ready. And uh, you can let me know if it's music to fuck to. Well, uh, it's good. Okay, I'm ready. I had a little bit of uh, interesting. What would you call that? Kind of Celtic. Kind of Irish, yes. Okay, it, it was really interesting. I have to say, the four boys you can see in the Enhanced podcast are just delightful looking. They're dirty boys. <laughs> They're dirty. Uh, I like my boys from the South. Um, yes, it was really nice. Do, yes. it, yeah, it was probably one of your more unusual, because at the, I'm like, oh, damn, you picked out Fallout Boy again. But no, in the end, it had a little different twist to it. So no, this is probably more... More yellow card than follow. Yeah. So, very interesting. Well, and even with a little different twist on that, too. So, all yeah, very true. interesting. Fabulous. Uh, make sure to check them out. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Hello. All you buy, cheers. It's, it's time, time for your, your sex. sex. Turn ons and turn offs. Why do you even ask? You're such <laughs> no, a dick. No, I don't. Um, I mean, it's like, you want me to slap you in the head? Okay. I mean, <laughs> at some point, you're just going to be like, okay, yeah. Okay. I'm hot. It's I'm hot here. <laughs> this is hot. It's like a fucking... Like a fucking sauna. This is like your basement. No, I'm telling you, you're just weird because my basement's not hot. Uh, uh, the fish were boiling. <laughs> Could have eaten them. I, I, you're such a dick. Uh, Bucket, Queens uh, Land, uh, Australia writes in. And he writes in. His name is Bucket? Buck. Buck. Oh, okay. Buck. <laughs> he might come Buckets, but his name is Buck. Uh, Maybe he's in Destin M, so everybody wants to kick the bucket. <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> I have to say this. He wrote in a huge two-page turn-on, turn-off, so I had to abbreviate it slightly because it really was literally okay. whatever. But thanks, Buck, for writing in. And I love uh, Australian <laughs> men. The, thanks, Buck. The nice thing about Australian men, do you ever notice that they always end their comments with the question up? So it's like, how are you? Uh, no, because that would be a question. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> shrimp on the bobby? So, <laughs> so anyhow, uh Buck's turn-ons are seeking a slim, lean, defined, uh, dedicated bottoms for ass and hopefully deep throat mouth-fucking. Long, sensual, dominant sessions. Generally, I love drinking cum from a cute guy and mastering deep throat blow-dries. I'm not quite sure what blow-dries are, but... Uh, a cute face uh, would be a bonus, but not a requirement. I like my fucks ass up or nose to balls. Um, okay. Uh, so I can watch my cock in their holes i'm down to earth i asked myself would i fuck him if i was alone with him <laughs> not the model class i know the meaning of a bird in the hand and appreciate what is before me uh, so that's his turn on so they, they went actually on a lot longer so his turn offs are working from stereotypes e.g talk about real man blokey men men who are men masculinity and straight acting Though at the same time, I'm not into cross-dressing makeup or scents during sex. So don't spray him with direct car. Okay. Okay, so that's Buck. Thanks for writing in. I do love my Australian men. Do you have, like, a favorite Australian uh, saying that you like? Or <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, like, yesterday again for the 17th other time. Hey, so. mate. Uh, and it just makes me laugh because every time it's like, uh, Ben J. Uh, it, uh, there it goes. <laughs> Bill from New Jersey. Uh... Jersey City, New Jersey, writes in. His turnoffs are verbal big cocks, long-term fucking sessions, uh, having my hole eaten, and pound it with big cocks. Woo! 
His turnoffs are bad breath, no personal hygiene, and liars. So those are our turn-ons and turn-offs. We'd love to hear from you, which you, which you get uh, turn-on and turn-offs. It's info at gayporntalk.com. Or you can give us a call from your work number at 202-470-2493 uh, from our Skype. So Okay. Uh, ready? Yeah. The mail is it. Mail call. Mail call. Email, female. There is a message for you. There's, There's a, a letter, letter in, in your, your mailbox. mailbox. Ooh, delicious letters. Okay, you're going to change that next week, did you say? <laughs> um... What, why, why don't you change it? Because you had something that we said stupid, so you're going to change it. Tom writes in, uh, and he was nice enough to give us a link uh, to um, a site which we'll have on our webpage at gayporntalk.com. He writes in, hello, Evan and Polly. I remember your podcast discussing the trip uh, to Williamsburg Winery and, how, and the homophobic person serving you. It was everybody there was homophobic, but it happens that the gay guy wasn't homophobic. He was just racist. Uh, he said the most horrible racist things to us. Uh, I think uh, I invoke Pat Robertson here and claim God sent the storm to smite the winery. Keep up the great work, Tom. Thanks for writing in. So the headline is, Storms Destroy Winery Grape Crops. So it wasn't bad enough their wine sucked before, but now it really will be bad. So. That will be a collector's item. They'll, uh, be be a collector's it. item. They'll be able to sell <laughs> it for more money. So the thing was, it was a gay guy. We have a photo of him, but you wouldn't let me put it on because we talked about what a racist piggy was. And then you're like, maybe you shouldn't put the photo up on uh, the website so we didn't put his photo up on Because there could be it. lots of racist pigs working there. But it was really interesting. So we took this tour. I was throwing a temp temper tantrum, long story short, because I didn't want to go. And you all made me go, so I was going to be as, as obnoxious as I possibly could. And I was. Uh, and but then I got... Uh, I was uh, trumped because he was so. Uh, what, what, what are some of the racist things he said? Um, he did some mammy songs. I'm like, oh, that's kind of racist. Uh, so he talked about Negro spirituals. Oh, and he did other things too. He also what did he? He did some Whitney jokes and some other bad. Let it go. Okay. So uh, anyhow, so good, good on him. So that's my other. Good on ya. Good on ya, mate. Um, so hey, Evan and Polly, love the po oh. Love the podcast and the new blog. We have somebody, Barry from North Carolina, writes in. He likes the blog. Um, and there's only a few entries in, but we are Nobody writing. wants to comment on the blog, though. Well, they did right here. Uh, well, Barry they, is. Said, they sent in an email, but they don't put comments on the blog. I want comments. Ah, Jesus. Okay, when somebody comments something bad, you're going to cry. No, uh, I won't. You know, you know our roles are reversed in that respect. <laughs> no, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> uh, where's your next trip going to be? Uh, oh, where, Where is the next trip you're going on? Uh, is it near North Carolina? Let me know, and I'll take you out for a drink, Barry. So that's very nice of Barry. Uh, we were actually going to take a trip to North Carolina, but we ended up somewhere else. We're, oh, and Williamsburg, yeah. Instead. Williamsburg, oh, there you go. So we are, we're supposed to go to North Carolina, Asheville. I don't know if he's anywhere near Asheville. We'd love to go uh, with a drink with you. And I don't know if we have any plans. Are we planning? We're planning we, local trips. Oh, I was supposed to bring... Uh, I got these wonderful books from uh, Miss Christie uh, about weird trips to go, and I was supposed to bring them today, and I didn't. And uh, so we will do it uh, sometime soon. <laughs> we do, where we pick out a random trip and, and go. But I'm going to Ottawa. You're going to Ottawa for a long weekend. Are yes. you going to milk the cow at, at with the Ottawa? <laughs> Just go. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have a we're fast. Skype. Yeah, we have a fast Skype that was harassing Skype. But we we're going to play because I promise, go. Hi, I am Tim, <laughs> and I want gate one. When can I get it? Call me. My name is Screw. I live in the Netherlands. So is his name Screw? Spew. Spew. Well, Spew, you can get gay porn at our sponsor's page at gaycheapporn.com. So thanks for calling in, Skew. Spew. Who? Maybe Spew. Spew, I don't know. Spew. Netherlands. It's nice that Netherlands calls us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Neverland all the time. 
Yeah. Okay, so now we're ready for our third out of our fifth installment from Lawrence. Absolutely. Who is doing the gay sex capades. I'm getting my flubberish on. Uh, and so we're ready. Let's listen to this. It's going to be good. Absolutely. Okay. You ready? I think, as I see it, there's two, two ways that, that your show uh, unfolds. There's two types of episodes. There's the one that's the, the scenes or the, you know, the do pure documentary. And then there's the other ones where you uh, are alone and you tell the story about someone that you fucked. And, um, and I love them because they have this sort of NPR kind of uh, quality. They're like little essays and they have background music that sounds just like something from All Things Considered. Um, and it's nicely, it's really well packaged and it has a great pace in a beginning, a middle, and an end. Well, no one's ever said that before, but that's a huge compliment. I'm a big NPR fan. One thing I noticed is that you used to have a different intro to your podcasting you have now. Okay. Well, I mean, like the voiceover part? Or? Yeah, it used to be... Uh, Gay Sexcapades, a 27-year-old man with a huge cock. And at one point, you dropped the huge cock. What happened? Well, I also dropped the 27 years old because I've been doing this for almost three years now. In the very beginning when I was doing this show, if someone wanted to interview me, I would kind of do it in persona. I mean, not that that's a persona, but it's only one facet of me. And so I would kind of take on that attitude when I would do the interviews and I dropped that real fast too because it just it gave people the impression that I was an arrogant asshole and I can totally see why. So they thought you were cocky? I'm not. I, you know, I, <laughs> so I wanted to bring kind of the feel that there is a little bit more to me than what you hear on the show. Do you feel like you've been criticized for coming off as being arrogant from other podcasters and um, I have by other podcasters as well as by some listeners. Not lately, but in the in the very beginning, it was actually pretty harsh from a few other podcasters. How does that make you feel? Uh, not too bad because they were idiots in the first place. So the reason you dropped the huge cock was that you didn't want people to see you as being arrogant because saying that you have a big dick makes you arrogant. Yeah, and I and I didn't want, even though it's a podcast about sex, I didn't want it to be just again just about the physical act. I wanted it to be about the motivations behind it and, and uh, going back again to your point about letting the audience kind of fill in the gaps. What made you want to start documenting everything? I know you said in one of your podcasts that you, you seem to have like a lot of compulsive behavior and you're very mathematical. You number things. You count things. Um, you actually have a, a list of everyone that you've fucked, right? Yeah. So are you like that with everything in your life or does, is it only about sex? No, I'm like that with everything. Are you getting treatment for that? <laughs> yeah, no, not yet. But I was, I was actually talking about NPR. I talked with the nation a couple of weeks ago. had a whole episode devoted to orders. And I'm not a physical whore. I'm actually very much a minimalist when it comes to real physical things. But I'm what they call a digital hoarder and that I never throw anything away. I still have computer files from college. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, it's, it's a bit of a compulsion. So it's not always sex. Um, it's almost always sex, but every once in a while, I think uh, I, I've listened. I've just been sort of like knocked in the head by one of your podcasts that is a, that goes a little bit off off the beaten path. Uh, I'm gonna play a little clip from the episode. I'm back. I remember thinking that he was a really, really cute, and he was a really nice guy, and I would really like to see more of him. Um, but I, I, you know, it was kind of a dismissive thought because I have that thought about. Not a lot, but I, I have that thought about more than a few guys that I that I meet up with. I said, well, we'll just give it some time and things will readjust and everything will be fine. Well, that didn't ever happen. And 
in the end, we ended up going our separate ways. We were together for almost eight months, which, sad as it is to say out loud, is my second longest relationship ever. Actually, to be even more pathetic, it is my second relationship ever. Now, I almost cried when I heard that. <laughs> what made you want to be so vulnerable on, on, on a podcast all of a sudden? Um, I think to get exactly the reaction I got, to knock people upside the head and kind of say, hey, here's something a little different. Uh, and to explain myself, because immediately prior to that episode being posted, I had been somewhat silent for about six months mm -hmm. while I had been dating him, because as I explained in the show, he knew about the show, but he didn't really want to be on it. He wasn't comfortable with the idea of my show, so I quit doing it while we were together. Um, and there's another episode like that, since you played that one. There's another one kind of like that, uh, where I talk about someone who came into my life for a while. It wasn't a boyfriend type thing, but it was, it was a friend. someone who was... Okay, we'll call him a friend. Okay. And yeah, it was someone who I hooked up with and then kind of latched onto my life and and, you know, I drug him along for a few months, and, and it was, you know, it ended ugly, and it's still in the process of ending, but, yeah, every once in a while, I like, because it's part of the experience, it's part, you know, I met both of those kids as a result of hooking up with them, so it's part of the story that I want you to know about. You talked about um, being let down, I think, because you someone let you down. And it was just this really sad moment that everyone goes through in life when you pass through relationships, um, any kind of relationships with people. But it was just so sad, and it really moved me. It, it really did. But at the end of the clip we just played, you sound like you're you're, you're almost crying. Were you, were you crying when you when you recorded that? Um, honestly, I I might have been. I know I was driving when I recorded that one. Uh, I have a portable recorder, and I have a very long commute. And every once, not not every episode you hear was recorded in the car, but that one was. Yeah, I think I did tear up at the end, though. Since, uh, I, it, again, it was about a year ago, but I, I, think, I think yes. And I guess what it made me think, and especially with the last part where you said that you had this feeling like you wanted to be spend, be more with this guy in more of a, in a different way, and that you've had, you have this feeling about a lot of guys that you meet and a lot of guys that you hook up with. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Do you think, in a way, that these hookups are also... And I guess this seems to be like a sub-theme to it, is that it's a search for love or some sort of relationship. Well, life is a search for love. Yeah, I mean, and that's just one part of it. But yeah, I mean, in, in kind of a twisted way, I think of my hookups as first dates. Because, I mean, there have been several kids that I've hooked up with that it's turned into more hookups or it's turned into some real dates or it's turned into friendships. I mean, some of my closest, dearest friends in the world I met on gay.com. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. I have to say that Lawrence is absolutely brilliant, uh, always, with his questions that he asked. And <coughs> whatever you think of Chris from the gay sescapades, I mean, it's very uh, hard to be that honest on a podcast. That's true. Right? So I give him kudos for that. And we were never the ones that made fun of him too much. We, uh, <laughs> we're idiots. Well, but no, the ones that made fun of him, I do remember this thing. If you remember, it was a very small community at the time. It was like 15 of us that were doing gay podcasts. And it was somebody that had blue hair that had called him ugly and nasty and, and started all these horrible uh, rumors about him. So, I mean, that was, I think, what he's talking about. Someone with blue hair. So, an old lady? Yeah, some, some old lady potato head. <laughs> uh, and we can make fun of them because, of course, they're up top. So, you can make fun of the highs. Well, just, they're never really on top. Um, no. <laughs> so, that's it. And also, too, I should say, 
that uh, if you want photos of, of our um, 4th of July, we're going to have some photos because we have this really kooky thing that we do. We never talked about it real fast, but uh, the deviled egg contest we have, which is our fourth annual deviled egg contest, which is really bizarre, isn't it? Don't you think it's bizarre? Yes. Okay, so what happened was Miss <laughs> Christie started off by saying, I make the best deviled eggs in the world, and there was some kind of like fight between all the gay men, and everybody's like, no, I make the best deviled eggs. So we start having contests on them. And the worst part of the contest is that you have to eat like 26 deviled eggs. So I, we I walk, don't need 26 We uh, walk to the fireworks, and I have to tell you, I have the worst gas ever in the world. That's one of the reasons why I walk away from everybody, because it's like deviled egg gas. So. Yeah, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and pee on your house. I love doing that. I'm going to do that this year, too. As I'm or maybe everybody just stays away from you. Oh, that's very true. They possibly could. Especially right? if you've been in this hot room all day. Uh, a little stinky there. Yeah, you might be right. spritzing. I might spritz. Okay, so if you want to check out those photos, make sure to uh, uh, check out our webpage at gayporntalk.com. Uh, we have to thank Lawrence very much uh, for doing the wonderful interviews that he's doing. Also, too, make sure to check out the blog and see if it, you know, if, if it's anything you're interested in. And we'll have a few more writers actually on the blog, I think, soon. Hey. So. Well, if we they, have. If they decide to write, we have Dobby who uh, was going to write a couple things and a couple other. So we'll we'll see. We have a few more writers too. So. Uh, and yours was brilliant. I have to say, it was brilliant. I like yours. Okay, well, they're very I'm Paul good. Abdul. <laughs> well, you know, it was like you were looking through a funhouse <laughs> mirror. It's like that's not me. That's someone else. What? <laughs> I don't get it. Well, I don't get it. What are you saying? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you all told me. You know, I, I said, "What do I have to do?" And you're like, "You can write anything you want to write." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I just saw Paul Abdul. It was horrible. I'm gonna write that." Okay, so that's it. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I hope you celebrate it with friends and family and fun and. Uh, had a wonderful Fourth uh, of July. I hope you stay hard. There you go. See you later. Jerk off. Bye. <laughs> oh, those guys are back. <laughs>